0: Welcome to the Breakfast Blend Podcast. I'm your host, Sam. Joyce is actually at work. She should be coming home soon. Um, I have with me a um, renowned uh, dentition, dentist, uh, doctor, yeah. um, also uh, part-time uh, pastor or whatever he thinks he is. Uh, I have, uh, what's your name? Uh, Mr. Mr. Josh Lee. Is that, is that, is that correct?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Josh Daniel Lee. Yeah. Oh, wow. Fantastic. You... I, I never really tell people my first name. I never tell I, people uh, my first
0: name. I try to forget people's first name. So, you know, they don't get too close to me. Um, Fair. all right. We have Daniel here. Uh, I've known Daniel, man, I think I met you in San Diego. Like, 10 years ago,
1: bro, like 12, like 12, almost on the dot. Yeah, 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 you're right. <clears throat> yeah,
0: and uh, this MFer, I thought he was some cheap name, some like elder. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this guy doing at this place with all these young teenagers? <laughs> bro, I was 16, yeah, I can't believe it. You were 16 and going on 34. Um, yeah, yeah I, was I was shocked that I was older than you, and I had to re-question my life after seeing you.
1: You know what? You you scared me. Like, when I was 16 years old, and seeing you, I I, I thought you had a dark past.
0: Remember that meme? You know that, have you seen that meme with, like, the, uh, I don't know, Filipino kid? He's, like, he looks like he's really young, but old at the same time, and he's smoking a cigarette? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs>
1: I like that's you. Right now, though. <laughs> how can you be old and young at the same time <laughs> you invite me to this podcast after <laughs> i i basically beg you to let me on and this is how you introduce me you bastard <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right man should we talk oh, about should we talk about incisors <laughs> uh molars or comedy
1: no. No, no no before before we move into that <laughs> I just looked up this, this meme that you're talking about, you, <laughs> this is a terrible, terrible meme. It's like a Pol- Polesian
0: kid addicted to nicotine. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty
1: sad. Yeah. But he might be 40. I don't know. Uh, that's. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I see what, I see the resemblance though. I, I yeah. get it. So. I get it.
0: Your feeling right now of that child is the feeling that I had about you
1: <laughs> about years ago. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so if you're going to say that, then let me just say, uh, for those who don't know, Sam Pig's favorite comedian at that time was Dane Cook. So that should oh, everything man. you need to know about Sam.
0: <laughs> so first question, how single are you? <laughs>
1: Very. <laughs>
0: no, I'm kidding. That's not, that's not a real question. <laughs> that's not a real
1: question. <laughs> um, COVID okay. was not good for the dating life. Oh, I yeah? I didn't have much. I don't know how other people are doing it, but for myself, it just evaporated. So,
0: do you have any friends that are so single morning, and also dating?
1: I have one friend, and I have like a few friends in San Francisco that I know are still getting likes on their profiles.
0: Are they also like, like, like- going?
1: <laughs> they're they're my age,
0: yeah. So, like fifty. 50- Three?
1: <laughs> what are you like? Are you are you nineteen ninety? I'm nineteen ninety one. Uh, probably all the Chinese food I've eaten though, probably like forty five. now. the last the last ten years I haven't. I haven't been so easy on my bones, so um, it's around there. Yeah,
0: you should probably like you know give up. Um, you know how like some people give up red meat or like sugar. I think you should just give up food. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new diet.
1: <laughs> carb light, food light. You know what? I just get one taste of a food and I just go all out. I just want to keep eating. Yeah, that's all right. How, how could you be like this to me?
0: Um, yeah, how's the dating life? What have you been doing? <laughs>
1: I, okay, so I was on the apps, but then I just, I just uninstalled both. I was on Hinge and CMB, but I just uninstalled it like two months ago because I was just kind of like, man, I'm just going to focus on myself. I'm going to just get into dentistry right now and uh, try writing a little bit more and just focus on being a healthier person. Oh, what kind of things are you writing? Um... Okay, I, so, I don't know, so let's just get into it. Yeah, so I'm a dentist, uh, but ever since you've known me, you know that I've, like, always wanted to perform. Um, Like, that's kind of a, like, a low-key dream dream of mine to to go to open mics and to, or try out, like, an improv class. Um, Well, I've been journaling a lot, but I've been writing a lot of, like, poems. I've been writing, trying to write more stories. Uh, I've been trying to write bits. Because uh, I'm pretty set on once uh, COVID uh, normalizes and things start opening up again. Uh, right. I, I really want to start going out and just doing those on the side. Like stand up? Yeah. Or maybe doing like a, an improv class at like Second City or UCB. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm pretty set groundlings, right? Groundlings. You're next to them.
1: Yeah. Uh, in LA. Um I would say, though, if you are into comedy, no. Or if you're a big fan, Second City is the classic. Groundlings is classic in LA. But uh, UCB City's is like, like the, yeah. Second City is, uh, it, it's kind of like the uh, McDonald's of improv. Yeah,
0: it's the Harvard of, uh, you know, people that uh, yeah. didn't make it in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Like dad, I want to be an electrical engineer, I want to be an astronaut, I want to do improv. (laughs) No 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 no
1: that that sounded like my dad. Oh my god. When's the last time you did stand-up? Um last time I did stand I didn't I haven't done stand-up since like college. I really haven't done stand-up. And that was a lot of I, swearing, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was the only way to get laughs. It was the only way I was going to get laughs. I, I was just a sheltered Korean boy who was going up on stage with all these people who were uh, really bitter about life when <laughs> I was 18 years old. Yeah, it was the only way I was going to get some edge into my, my humor. Dude, but yeah, a lot of
0: swearing at the time. Some stand-up is so dark, and I'm like, oh, this is, isn't funny at
1: all. Yeah. uh chicago uh chicago stand-ups are like that uh i used to go out into the city during college i didn't do it that much so i don't want to make it sound like i am this old hand at open mics but some of these people were just they're cussing out their parents because they lived in the this person lived in the basement of their parents and their parents were on their case for not having a life and uh-huh. they're like 35 years old and uh and then one person I remember brought his girlfriend and she was really cute. And then every single stand-up would just stare at her and just talk about how they wished uh the other guy was dead. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Stand up I mean, world is kind of weird sometimes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It it can get dark, but yeah, that you're gonna have to find that wherever within the uh the open mic world. That that's the only world I really know of in standup.
0: Sure. Who's their uh, top three favorite stand-up?
1: Um top three, Dave Chappelle. Um, um Dane Cook? No?
0: You <laughs> 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 might, might be a four? <laughs> Wait, out of <a> top three? <laughs> top ten,
1: top ten for sure. I'd say. Cat Williams? <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Mencia? uh Jeff Dunham. Uh, uh, <laughs> Gosh. Um, I think top three, John Mulaney uh, Dane Chappelle and Jim Gaffigan are the three that I always watch
0: Wow, interesting
1: Okay, Yeah, so, just all men. men Yeah
0: Have you seen any good Santa episodes or uh, specials recently?
1: Or ones that you did not like? <laughs> ones that I did not like um, Okay, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm going to give. I'm gonna throw out one that I, I think people would be a little surprised by, but I could not believe how funny it was. Sinbad is actually extremely funny. Oh. Um, Bell Bottoms, let me, let me uh, make sure that I get his special right. Sinbad is still alive? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. thought he died <laughs> in the 90s with his <laughs> career. <laughs> no, no, you, you would think. Wow. Oh. But Afros and Bell Bottoms is a 2006 stand-up special. And that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I think I have to watch that. Yeah, he—he's freaking hilarious. I did not know. I did oh. not know how funny it was. Interesting. But yeah, I think that. Uh, in terms of things, I all like those three comedians I just mentioned: uh, Dave Chappelle, John Mulaney, and Jim Gaffigan. Really different styles, but anything they put out, I'll watch it instantly. And I think we talked about this, but the Dave Chappelle special that came out after the riots and. Uh, the George Floyd uh, murder and things like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: It was not funny. No. But it, it was not funny, but I was just, I, I feel like Dave Chappelle is so good that he even makes that so compelling. Just him processing his thoughts. Yeah. It was shocking because I didn't know he wrote in his notebook. Wow. Uh, I thought he improvised all, Like I, I, I thought he was like Jay-Z. He didn't have to write down a thing. But the fact that he had the notebook out and he was like stuttering a little bit over and stumbling over the words he was saying, like I, I, I it just gave that like raw feel to it that I really enjoyed listening to it.
0: Yeah, I feel like good comedy should make you think. Um, yeah, not good because um, you know comedy can be taken any every every way. Like stupid toilet humor can be good, you know. Uh, but like I think uh, what you, hoity-toity comedy. Uh, a little more advanced comedy should make you think. Um, yeah. I was reading this article on satire, and I love satire, uh, mm-hmm. but they were saying how satire is, is being used as, like, a medium to display a message. But satire in its entirety uh, flies over people's head, so it's ineffective. That's basically the uh, – point of the article that satire was not effective in like conveying a message it'll actually you know whatever you're satiring people will flock to whatever they believe in so like stephen Colbert, um yeah you it's obviously a satire it's like you know the Colbert report yeah. and then yeah, yeah. Have, like republicans and also de- right now you know liberals uh, watch it and they'll both like it and they'll interpret it different ways very
1: differently yeah isn't that yeah. crazy yeah, that's interesting, right? Because I feel like you hear so many people defend uh, that kind of method of comedy. But to be honest, I, I don't know how how effective it is at changing a perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's that effective. As, I, I don't, like, compared that to, comparing that to the way that someone like Bill Burr or Dave Chappelle are so direct in the way that they think and they you can't have two ways of two ways about it. When you hear what they're saying, you know, their perspective on it. I think that's much more effective, especially in the world we're living in. Yeah.
0: Um, who's the, who's that guy from the original office, that British guy that Ricky Gervais?
1: Ricky Gervais, yeah. Um,
0: Mm -hmm. I heard him telling a joke. It was so interesting. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on it. So basically you might've heard this before, but it's like a multi-layer joke so this Jew is in heaven and uh, he's looking at pictures of the Holocaust, right? I'm not telling this joke like completely correct uh, but the theme is there and then uh, he laughs right? And then God comes along he's like, what's so funny? And the Jew's like, "Uh, nah, you had to be there. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that is like that is a very interesting joke, you know? (laughs) he said this when did he say this um i forgot i think he was talking to another comedian and he just brought up that joke and uh it's just like interesting on so many levels
1: yeah <laughs> yeah right? it makes you think Yeah. It, it looks like it was in comedians and cars getting coffee
0: it might have been that one i watch so yeah. many things on netflix now <laughs> me too me too do you have hulu
1: Who's best for TV shows? What am I a millionaire? No, <laughs> you gotta get on the resident money that I'm on. <laughs> I
0: think what you make like uh, the hours that you work, you're like close to minimum wage or less. As a
1: resident, uh, I work probably I work every day, right? So I um, fifty to sixty, maybe seventy hours a day a week. <laughs> that a sucks. Day uh i'm very grateful to have it but yeah it's, it's, <laughs> you don't
0: have to lie to me man <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 it's it's uh it's not the greatest situation but you only got a year left though right no i got two years. oh my <laughs> I, i've been in school for almost 30 holy years holy
0: crap man yeah i know i know so you sacrificed your 20s and 30s.
1: <laughs> well, not my 30s. I, I'm, uh, still, I'm still uh, 28, uh, chronologically. So You're not 28? Yeah,
0: I am. Uh, oh, 91 and your birthday. I, it, oh, it hasn't passed yet. Okay. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I uh, know. Two weeks from now, my birthday. Oh my really? Really? Yeah, I mean no, no one cares. That's true. That's true. Not, no no one's listening to your podcast thinking what, what's your guest's birthday? But
0: yeah, you know who's listening to this? Chris One and Priscilla.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh good. That's good. I, I'm yeah. putting my brand out there. So if I you
0: wanna if you wanna talk trash about them, go ahead.
1: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So Wait, uh, Sam. Yeah. Who are your who are your top three favorite comedians?
0: Uh, so I don't. I'm not in the comedy world as much as you got you definitely. John Mulaney is just like too old for me. You know what I'm talking about his style. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, he should have been born in the you know 40s.
1: It's a very classic style. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. But you know that kind of humor, I don't find funny because I feel like you have to be super white to understand it. Some of it, you know, like his references. I'm like, I have no idea what he's talking about.
1: That's true. I okay, I'll give that to you. That's true. I, I feel like the same same thing, probably for like Jim Gaffigan. I think it'd be a little tougher for people to get into it if sure, if sure, if you don't have privilege.
0: Yeah, John John Mulaney is like the uh old ACT SATs, you know, <laughs> the questions and stuff like that. It's like um
1: i just don't know what they're talking about you know <laughs> that's fair that's fair i about him when i when i mention i like him people are a little confused uh people who do know him yeah a lot of people don't but yeah
0: uh he's an snl writer if you don't, you never heard of him he's all right yeah yeah dave's up there um i don't know who else I don't listen to too much stand-up. A lot of it, I just don't like too much. It's too crude sometimes, and if it's yeah. crude without being thoughtful or insightful, it's like I'd throw that out the window.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: What's your Sorry. relationship with swearing now?
1: Um. Well, as you know, it was at an all-time high when I got into college, and then Why I Was got- that?
0: Were you trying to be like cool or something?
1: For oh for sure, for sure. I, I thought I was cool. Interesting. I thought I was I thought I was so cool no one got me. <laughs> I feel like that's my one of my underlying uh beliefs is that I'm so interesting if people just gave me a chance. <laughs> and, and swearing was a way for me to get into people's lives. And then interesting. Um, yeah. And then um and then college happened and then I got indoctrinated missions Uh, and then i i just got really into church i got really into uh following jesus and that's it just uh it it just decreased zero percent and then now that now that i'm working more and now that i'm in a world where it's not so celebrated to be a christian or it's not as significant to the people around me yeah uh unless i'm like being a good witness to them yeah, uh I, I've stopped caring as much whether I'm saying ass or I'm still I still have that thing where I'm I try not to be too crude. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's okay. It slips out more often. And sometimes yeah. it's hilarious. I think mean, that's cool. dude, a That's <laughs> fantastic. It yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I I would have to say like the group of friends when I hang out with you and like Tim and the Chris's and things like that. I feel like that group is hopefully, uh, people will forgive me when I say this. You guys are much funnier than most of the church groups are like most time really because it's a little bit cruder and edgier oh, to hang wieners. out with you guys. Those wieners. <laughs> 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 um, it, it makes me laugh more, but
0: yeah, I feel like I was the same boat with you, especially when I was younger, I was just like trying to figure out what's right and wrong. And, uh, As I got older, I feel like the uh, like how you present yourself isn't as important as like what's deep within you. Because I get like friends, and I you know, you have these like whitewashed people at church and stuff like that. And then I go to my work in my ER, and some there's some of the crudest, but also some of the most like loyal, caring people, Mm. and they're like, yeah. They're like some it's of the true. best people and I hang out with them. And I feel like I have a better connection with them because they're like, there's something real about that. Um, yeah. yeah no, it's very true. honest.
1: I feel like that realness allows you to go. I don't know. It allows you, it allows me to go in the facade a little bit because, well, I feel like the last six years in the process of getting my dental license and like learning how to be a competent clinician and uh, trying to still maintain my devotion to the lord like i feel like it's caused me to uh it just threw all the things that i believed in or that i said i believed in against the wall and the things that weren't real or the things that just weren't worth the effort it started to break and Uh i I just dropped that stuff and then the things that were real it stayed with me and that's allowed me to be a lot more relatable i think and a lot (laughs) and since we're talking so much about comedy a lot funnier like with people outside of just my immediate friends, and um, no, I am with you. I I don't think it's quite so important if I if I don't say the F word or the B word. Or, I think the intention and the the philo- the worldview underneath is way more important though than just maintaining that.
0: Yeah, and on like a macro level, you want to do comedy, but it didn't fit into your specific Christian worldview at that time. Uh, right. now that you've kind of grown up and you kind of see that hey this what we thought was Christian or uh, whatever we, it was a lot of it was cultural and things like that how have For you sure. come to grips with like going back into something creative because back then you just wanted to do like missions and then like the old <laughs> traditional view and you're like a total a total wiener and, <laughs> and like where where do you, where do <laughs>
1: Wait, wait,
0: wait, let's stop there for, you're like, totally little, you're like a little, you're like a little Mormon missionary. <laughs> 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 we just need to get you a tie and a bike <laughs> and a helmet. <laughs> and like, how, how has that changed? How, how are you justifying you going back into comedy into like a creative, uh, your creative arm?
1: Um, okay. So I'll share, I think I've shared this with you before, but I'll just share it with you now again. Um. I found okay so when we were younger cuz I feel like we grew up together and you're my yeah you've been
0: I'm much younger more, than you I just want the audience are, to know I am much younger
1: <laughs> I don't think so I don't think so I I think the audience can tell by the voice just just by our voices I'm the more energetic the more youthful person in this podcast but you sound um, like you Marlboro man <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I know I got all the I got all the uh the risks of smoking without actually smoking it, without any of the fun yeah but, um I think I would like back in Evanston in Chicagoland uh because I was so, like just like the really expressive like the really supernatural kind of aspects of Christianity and um I would I thought I had to share my faith by being really rigid, by being really black and white, by being really like this is the right, this is the wrong way, and going up to random strangers who had wheelchairs and trying to get them to walk again. Like I thought that was. <laughs> I remember I was praying so hard for one guy who was like crippled in uh, yeah. the streets of Edison. <laughs> he was just like please leave me alone. He was, like begging me. Please leave me alone. <laughs> I was like I'll give you money. I'll. Give- yeah, give me money. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like I see, not to take shots at anyone, but I see that a lot, you know, still. Yeah. Among like the church that I, I, I went to the last few years and I see that a lot, like, and I feel like that's what people think people want. But then when I was in dentistry and just for everyone to know, I'm a good dentist now, but I almost failed out <laughs> first year. But I decided <laughs> uh, when I was going through that and I was like, is, do I even believe in God? Do I even believe that he has, like, it seems like my life is just a joke to him. Uh, at, <laughs> I just remember when I was expressing that and when I was more real was when non-Christians would come up to me and ask me why I was still so joyful. Like, why I still was, like, why Why did I keep enduring? And um, I think I made a lot of people laugh just at how miserable my life was at that time. But that also led to really honest discussions because pe- I found out people at that level, and I'm sure you, you know this as well because you're in the healthcare field as I am, um, people who have succeeded their whole lives to get into the medical field or to higher education, they're some of the most... Uh, they are, they are some of the most sheltered and um, probably the most insecure people I've met yeah. uh, and they can't ha- they can't handle failure. Whereas my whole life, <laughs> well, at least like starting college to, till now, like I failed a lot and I found that that was how I evangelized the best or I shared God's love the best by showing them like it's possible to be a failure. And, still have someone love you the way God does. And um, I find that being funny makes it a lot easier for people to receive that. And to be honest, there's a lot of things to make fun of in this world or to, there's a lot of things that are, that are messed up about this world that I think laughing about makes it easier to deal with. I think trauma is easier to deal with when you can laugh about it. I think, uh, I think a lot of hypocrisies you see in the church, in government, in just people that you're friends with I think it's I think it's much easier to deal with and to point out and to be open-minded about it if you're if you can be funny about it and I think yeah yeah I I feel like that's where you that's what something you and I share um to be honest I feel like you're probably one of the funniest people I know <laughs> a lot of it is because you're <laughs> a lot of it's very dark I don't know if you know Sam very <laughs> very dark yeah, yeah i <laughs>
0: <laughs> Would you say I, failure made you a better witness, better dentist, better person? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for sure. I don't know about
1: better dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Not for your patients. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know about better dentist, but definitely a better person and a better, uh, I think, a funnier person and a better witness. Yeah, I would say so. I think and credit to you that,
0: yeah, everyone fails, uh, but people who kind of own their failure, um, I feel like when you can do that, you're like at a different level. You're, you're thinking differently. Your perspective is different. Um, you, the way you draw people is different uh, when yeah. you kind of own that failure. So that's a credit to you and because you made that intentional. You used comedy to own that failure. You know, the only bad part is if we use too much comedy and we can't, (laughs) we kind of like, uh, just isolate our pain and just comedy instead of talking, you know, really vulner vulnerably, uh, let's move past this now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I, you know, let's, let's, let's stay there for a second. (laughs) Okay. 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 I'm just kidding. No, it's no, but it's true. It's, it's true. I think, um, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying it's true too, but <laughs> all of that is true. I think just people, everyone fails, like every, like and everyone doesn't want to be a failure and everyone's scared of being a failure. And I think I didn't know that because getting in up until getting into dental school, I succeeded at everything I tried. Like when I first did, when I did my first two open mics, I got a card from each of those different clubs to ask me to be a regular. Like, that's how successful I was. And I don't know if this podcast proves I'm funny, but I was, like, making it whenever I tried out academically, whatever I tried at anything. Like, I got into Northwestern without – I got into UCLA Dental without feeling like I overstepped my boundaries, you know? Like, I didn't feel like I did anything special. And then didn't relate to people who dropped out of school. I couldn't relate to people who struggled with addiction, didn't – Wait, you're an enneagram
0: three, correct? And, um, I'm a
1: four. Oh, four wing mm-hmm. five or three? Four wing uh, three. Four wing three. It's okay. been a while since I've taken the test, but I sure. Yeah, um, yeah. But then once I learned what it meant to fail and to feel like I was going to get kicked out of school, or what it meant to have my heart broken, because <laughs> around that time someone uh, someone <laughs> broke my heart like into pieces. And I, I didn't realize like all these different emotions, people experience it. And it, because I know what it means to go through it now, I just feel like it gives me that space and that freedom to, to say things and to be honest about myself because I know that person can't judge me. And that way they know that I can't judge them either.
0: Makes you yeah. more down to earth, more relatable.
1: I think so. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. I think it helps you become empathetic toward people, which you definitely need in medicine
1: that's true that's true. Yeah. we yeah it's really true and the more comfortable the more comfortable you make the patients the more money you make too so yeah. it's, also kind of a, <laughs> it's also a nice bonus to it
0: uh, yeah, I don't see patients. I literally see dollar signs when I look into <laughs> an exam room.
1: <laughs> yeah, all, all I look at when I look at teeth are that's going to get my kid into college. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Tonight>. <laughs> Cha-ching. <Allergy>. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, yeah, even that's tough. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Failure, uh, going through all that stuff. Comedy, it's another way to just relate to people. I feel like if you're good at comedy you can you have a good sense of like um how people are feeling you can read the room yeah. pretty well it's it is like a it's definitely a skill you know that yeah. not, not everyone has and if i feel like it's like you know like those magicians that are there's like do random card tricks and stuff like that and you're <laughs> yeah. like oh it's so cool but why did he have you know a bunch of scars in his pocket you know <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> 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 does he you carry you carry a dove everywhere.
1: <laughs> but it's like, I never thought of it that way. But yeah, that's true. Why, why, do, you, why do you have a box? Yeah, yeah. Why do you have that box?
0: With comedy, it, it's really helpful in disarming. So even in like a business setting or a clinical setting, using comedy uh, to diffuse the situation. Or if you're in like a tough, tense situation, if you can make a joke,
1: um, that's pretty Yeah, it's a superpower. Powerful. It is. Yeah it is a superpower
0: yeah it's great for uh people that practice medicine or they're in like you know stressful situations and even like for missions sure. honestly like uh being able to crack a joke uh get along with people like uh, yeah. like tim chris and i when we went to thailand um we yeah. weren't doing like overt missions we were like preaching and stuff like that we're just working with the thai public health which i loved and we would just like crack jokes and we we didn't even speak the same language, you know. Uh, we right. just make jokes, have fun, and it was so much more relatable for them to like, or else we were just like this foreigners, uh, American, you know, doctors, whatever, and there was like a separation. But with comedy and you know just our training, like we could break that barrier cross cross culturally, you know.
1: Yeah, it's uh, dude, funny is funny, you know, and I I agree with that wholeheartedly. like yeah for sure it's a it's a secret power that I feel like so many people want but they just don't have enough self-awareness to have like <laughs> I see some of you like I hate uh, puns and when I see someone just throwing out puns over and over to me that communicates you don't have that much emotional IQ <laughs> wow
0: You're tell of- Joyce that she loves puns <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Is she aggressive, though, with it? Does she assault you with puns? Um, she'll, she'll send
0: me, like, memes once in a while. She really enjoys oh, puns. No. No. I feel like
1: they're dad <laughs> jokes, right? Yeah, dad jokes are fine. Puns are even fine, but it's when you start assaulting someone with it and then expect belly laughs out of it. It's kind of like, what? So you're what like a no-pun no pun guy. Uh, I don't like puns that much, but I'm not very good at puns either, so maybe I'm just jealous. Maybe when you get older, you'll like it. I don't know. Yeah. It's almost anti-comedy. It's where uh, you do something that's so not funny that the other person just bursts out laughing because they know that you try to be funny. funny. but Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm just not a pun guy.
0: That's, uh, that's a pun right there.
1: How dare you? I would not.
0: That's too much. That's too much silence in a row. Yeah. So, give me a bit that you've been working on. Do you? It's like a. Is it like an accent bit? Do you have like a person you're doing? Like a, like. Hey. Hey. hey.
1: hey uh, give me the panel there.
0: I don't know. Are you are you Jamaican?
1: Or are you Barbadian? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. you' what you're what? On. I don't. <laughs> I'm not trying to pinpoint any. It's a man of unknown origin that I'm trying to throw out there. I yeah. That's that's the, that's the only character I've been working on in my uh, in my lab. That's it. So you're not a character <laughs> guy, huh? You just do no. Cats. I no. You know it's weird. Um, I feel like I'm actually more of a character guy. Okay, to get into it, for those I don't know if you lived under a rock, but I would say the three big classes of comedy are sketch, stand-up, and improv. Of the three, sketch is probably my favorite, or it was what got me into comedy. Yeah, like SNL so, is like all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, SNL TV. was the big one. <laughs> yeah, Mad TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Mad TV too. I, so. I liked Mad TV as a kid. Me too. Me too. I still, I still watch it sometimes. That's why we're it's, messed up. <laughs> yeah but i of the three i would have wanted to get into sketch more But i feel like improv has taken over because it's so it's so it's so related but it's still very different because it doesn't require any writing whatsoever it just requires instinct so i think improv would be the one that i'm most interested in trying out right i feel now.
0: like a lot of drama um actors do improv now for training yeah
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I because it requires you to listen and to react honestly Uh uh to to the partner. I think I feel like most people improv in their daily conversations, uh, they just don't know that they're improving.
0: It is a total skill. It's good to have in any sort of like, if you work with people, I feel like improv is such a good skill to have, but the improv people are so weird and nerdy. Uh, yeah, Yeah, it's true. Good Lord
1: yeah stand-ups are kind of edgy, like they're uh, they're kind of like iconoclast kind of characters, the ones who I don't know, that's kind of like the prototype in my mind, what a stand-up is, and yeah. then sketch and improv improvisers are kind of the people who are from suburban neighborhoods) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They had all these like repressed sexual and like <laughs> uh, political feelings that they couldn't share with their conservative neighbors. <laughs> and then they come out into improv. They could just be their f- inner freaks.
0: Kind of right. like,
1: yeah. You know. What's a
0: bit you're working on?
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm not a monkey. I don't, I, I can't just throw out bits. I, Why not? You, I thought you were <laughs> writing it down, man. <laughs> oh, they're not good. They're not good. I have to test them out on an audience. I don't want to. Uh,
0: this is an audience. <laughs> audience of one and
1: priscilla and chris <laughs> okay but to be honest i feel like i don't make you laugh with jokes i feel uh, like i make you laugh i've never heard you
0: think-
1: make do a bit in front of me yeah i yeah i don't do bits. that's <laughs> i i need to write them down first and test them out before i i feel brave enough to do it for you
0: i thought you wrote them down already do an old one
1: The very first joke I ever wrote was um, Do octopuses look at pens and think, why are they writing with my poo?
0: That doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, it does make sense. What are you talking about? It's a freaking squid,
0: first of all. (laughs) You need your animal marine biology correct. (laughs) Makes no sense.
1: Octopuses have ink too, bro. You don't even know that. Let me look at this. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to look at let me look it up too <laughs> I feel like uh, see this is why okay here's another bit that I, I did before uh, that I workshopped with one of my friends who was into college as well oh I guess you're right see dude I'm scientifically accurate with no this joking. is
0: this is based off a blog though so you know <laughs> whoever this Karen is that runs this blog I don't know if they're a marine biologist
1: <laughs> I hope I hope it's a marine biologist blonde. <laughs> <laughs> so I can put it in your face.
0: Uh, okay, uh, I guess you're correct.
1: Another another bit that I did before was, I bet the Ghostbusters wait by the grave just in case. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, maybe I should go into improv, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, man, I got to... I I didn't do it too much, and you know, I was uh I need to work on it a little bit more. So those are
0: your it. bits, and then you have that one miscellaneous <laughs> char- character wherever they're from. They're they're from uh, some sort of airport. My,
1: my uh my immigrant character. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Have you ever thought about doing comedy? Cause you you make me laugh like crazy.
0: No no. Really? I, uh you know you know I love Conan. I was just thinking about this oh, recently. Me too, me too. He's such a funny guy. He's smart. Um his dad was a doctor, his brother was a doctor. And I was like this guy's so smart. He could have done something helpful for the world. <laughs> 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 and and like some of his like bits are like hilarious and some of them are like really <laughs> stupid i'm like he could have cured
1: cancer or something like that but he's doing these like toilet. yeah i feel the exact same way about coming in uh, you know what what I, I feel that way too when i watch like pro gamers who play starcraft 2 and that's all they do for their lives and yeah. i just think to myself like you could have been in the military and you could have you could have done something. Killed <laughs> thousands of people. <laughs> Thank God they're
0: in like their mom's basement. Oh my gosh.
1: Man, I'm a horrible person. That's true. That's true.
0: But I, yeah, I get your point. Yeah. With the, the gamers and stuff
1: like that. If, if you could, would you want to go into improv or stand up?
0: Um, you know what? I, I'm kind of cool with being in the background now in my life. I don't okay. think being in the forefront is good. Um, okay. Question. If you, yeah. I, I just saw this in the news. This guy, you know, won the lottery and he shared it with his friend. If you're, okay. if you won a hundred million dollars, what would you do? A uh, hundred million dollars? Yeah. A lot oh. of Pokemon cards, I assume. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like 10% Pokemon card? 10% tie, 10% Pokemon cards. Uh, <laughs> I would I would instantly buy myself a stand-up comedy career. <laughs> I would just buy out every club to do uh 50. <laughs> I would quit dentistry. I'll tell you that much. If I had a hundred million dollars, I really? would quit dentistry.
0: You wouldn't even do it like once a week for fun. Wear like a Hawaiian oh, shirt, Tommy Bahama shirt to go oh. extract some molars, no?
1: <laughs> I might I might grow out of maybe I might grow out a ponytail and wear sandals just for that thing. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I would practice dentistry to volunteer if that was the case. But I definitely – if I had $100 million bro, I would, damn, I would probably – I don't know. I've been really into saving lately because i never <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Half would go to your debt. Medical yeah. school debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would go into that. And then the other half would uh, – I, I would – I would just buy – I would buy, like, crazy things, I think. Or I would – I don't know. I haven't thought about that. What would you buy? Um,
0: you know, just clothes for orphans and
1: uh,
0: <laughs> churches
1: that's, and stuff. That's, that's, um, that's the last one. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I made those – I made the $100 million off their backs.
0: <laughs> <yeah>. The lottery. <laughs> um, yeah, probably pay off like student debt for a lot of my friends and family. I yeah. thought about this, probably too much. You know, for uh Chris's birthday, we got him a lotto, a couple lotto cards just for fun. And then we won oh. and then we wanted just a little bit and then we used that to buy more cards, then we win a little bit and used that to buy more cards until <laughs> we zero. went through like, I don't know, ten or fifteen like different lotto cards. <laughs> Only
1: the state the the government won. <laughs> In that regard.
0: I think Thomas Jefferson said the lotto is a tax for the poor. Thomas I, Jefferson might have, I, I might have just <laughs> attributed it to some random founding
1: <laughs> I don't know if they had the lotto back then. Yeah, I was like, man, they were thinking about the lotto in <laughs> the 1700s?
0: I feel like it was them. I have no idea. I don't know what they lottoed off, you know, like – Hard tack. I don't know what they did back
1: then. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't know. I feel like if you dig into that, what they were, what the lotto would win you back in the 1700s. Uh huh. I'd be scared to find out what, what that means, <laughs> what that looked like back in those days. Yeah. I I don't think it was just, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> that's, a yeah. weird, that's a weird guy to be saying that, but okay. Yeah, he's a very shady guy,
0: very very uh complicated. Oh, you're guy. not. You're,
1: you're,
0: he's not your hero. Uh no, he's uh he's not. I don't think about him too much.
1: Okay. Can I tell you another person I think is a hero to a lot of people but I think is almost a scam artist? Who? John F. John F. Kennedy. I, I, I don't know many people that like him actually. Oh, really? I feel like he was like he's the hero of uh what the '60s are for American government, I feel like he was the least interesting person in his family. I don't know why. Yeah, I feel like his brother and his sister are way more interesting, way more uh, heroic. I I'm just not a fan of JFK's.
0: Interesting hot take. Hot take. <laughs>
1: And I'm sticking by it. Yeah. (laughs) Such
0: courage to (laughs) drop trash about the dead.
1: (laughs) Suck on this, JFK.
0: (laughs) I just think of Mayor Quimby. I don't really know much about JFK.
1: He, uh, no, I, I mean, he was just a figurehead, dude. I feel like his brother was the way more politically inclined, the way more uh, socially conscious of the two, Robert I F. Think, Kennedy.
0: Yeah, I think that's where Robert F. Kennedy died for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's the true. Yeah, they're just killing people back then. <laughs> Although <laughs> they're killing people like now. That one judge that killed, got killed. Yo, know, I know. It's, it's dude. crazy.
1: <laughs> I know, dude. Yeah. How can you not believe in the Illuminati after you hear that? Yeah. I mean, I don't, but it's kind of like, dude, what the,
0: what's going on here? I mean, even if you did it, there's like high, there's an aristocracy that controls a lot of, you know, how things are run in this society, in our American society. I'm glad you're saying that because I'm going to stand by that. You know, I believe yeah. Yeah. I mean, even they might not be like super, super intentional about, you know, this like aristocracy. Yeah. It just exists, you know, just, just by being rich and making like, you know, political, um, action committees, stuff like that.
1: No, it's true. No, I, I not really believe it. <laughs> and I feel, I feel like it would just be so obvious if they, if, uh, the partner of Jeffrey Epstein, Max, Maxwell. Yeah. Maxwell was to commit suicide. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would just be way too obvious at this point. Yeah.
0: There's some yeah. shady business going on i did not expect to talk about this
1: yeah yeah yeah, so dark so dark (laughs) but yeah dude yeah that's my hot take for the night (laughs) jfk was uh flash in the pan yeah he was not he was not it his brother and sister eunice and robert kennedy were better you know i've never heard of eunice she started the special olympics she really pushed for a lot of the uh uh Legislation to benefit um, special needs. Wow, is she Korean? Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not I don't know any other unices. <laughs> I thought it was like only a
0: Korean thing. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Do You know, white Unis? I have no. No, idea. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know it's any kinda... other unices except Koreans.
1: That's <laughs> that's true. I don't know any Georges. I don't know any Georges, and I don't know any Eunices outside of the Korean community. George? Yeah. I only George, yeah. What about I don't George know Costanza?
0: Ge- <laughs> Jerry, Jerry! He's <laughs> <laughs> the most famous George. <laughs> I didn't know you had the George Costanza impression. I just... I just swing my arms really quick and yell, J-.
1: "George, what, what, what's the deal with uh, the the red dot?" Uh, impressions are not my thing.
0: Yeah, you should stick to your octopus bit. <laughs> At least it's true. There's
1: something funny about truth. Uh, I'm I'm sweating. I'm trying to figure out what impressions I can throw out to, like um, Christopher Walken. Go. You're you're telling you're telling me that was <laughs> okay, 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 but then you stopped. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, hey, I'm, uh, I'm. I'm Christopher Walken. Here, ah, oh, damn. No, it's I don't. Little to Brooklyn-ish. I'm David Bowie. What about that one?
0: Um, does it count if they keep saying their name? <laughs> and then you're in your, your impressions
1: <laughs> like, Is that a requirement to say their own name? I'm trying okay. I know you wouldn't get what it means to be a comedian, but a comedian has to get into the mindset of the character that he's trying to portray. Can so, you do yeah. one of
0: our friends that's probably <laughs> listening to this?
1: Uh
0: like like who? I don't know who's easiest, who's like demonstrative and is like very specific.
1: <laughs> I feel like you would be uh <laughs> this this can get a little dicey. I, I'm not an impressionist.
0: Um No, it's alright. Let's let's stay away from it. Let's uh we'll be politically correct today.
1: I was really racking my brain to see if there was anyone I could uh... no one like no one's I feel like we're Too probably dynamic. the two I feel like we're the most I, this is another hot take, right? I feel like there aren't as many interesting friends around us. Wow. Uh <laughs> uh <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I, I do not condone this. <laughs> I am not part of it.
1: <laughs> <coughs> oh, you're in. You're in.
0: <laughs> I, no, no I'm not. Uh, I'm going right. to Bill Clinton myself out of this and <laughs> not part of this.
1: Bill Clinton is not who you want to model your life after right now. Yeah, that's right now. true.
0: How do you think this fall is going to look for you in this country?
1: Okay. Dude, I think it's going to – I feel like things are going to open up a little bit more and then there's going to be an outbreak and then that area is going to freak out. I – I feel like it's gonna level out a little bit, this situation. I don't see how they cannot normalize things with opening like the businesses and things like that. Cause at this point, like people are, industries are bleeding, you know? So I feel like it's just gonna be a little bit normal and we're just gonna be waiting for the virus. It's still, people are still gonna wear masks, but it's just gonna be, it's just, it's gonna be normalized. It's so That's annoying
0: because I mean. Joyce has a friend in Taiwan, and Taiwan, like, shut that shit down quick. <laughs> and okay. they're, like, having birthday parties in restaurants and no mask, Dude. and they're, like, living life normally. I'm like, wow, that would have been nice.
1: Yeah, Korea, too. Korea, too.
0: You know, a lot of the, uh, yeah, a lot of the East Asian countries shut down quick.
1: I, my a grandma. My grandma just turned 80, and then they, she ha- my grandfather uh, is suffering from, like, Alzheimer's or dementia. Uh-huh. And so he's in- incapacitated. But then she still went out to have her 80th birthday party, and everyone in the photo has no mask. And it's because, cr- yeah, the Asian countries, like, yeah, they shut it down real quick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do
1: you feel like it was possible for us to have? No, nah, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> the United <laughs> States? No. Yeah. I mean, I think if we had a different –
0: I think if we had, like, a a strong message from, like, federal government and it was just – it wasn't like, oh, you states decide, it could have been handled a lot better. Would it have been, like – it definitely would have been better than this. Would it still have made a difference where our cases are spiking? I'm not 100% sure. But it definitely
1: would have been better where we're at now. Yeah. I know, dude. I know. I, okay, here's another hot take. I just don't get why people are so against the masks, man. I don't know if it's that hot, but I don't, I don't understand why people are against the masks so much.
0: Yeah, I was but. talking to my friend um, who lives in Texas and his brother-in-law, he's like this white Southerner and he's a libertarian. and He's like completely against the mask. And he literally will say, there's no data that supports that masks help to spread a virus. And then my friend was like, "Okay, sure, believe that, whatever." But in the off chance that this may <laughs> spread the help the curbed virus, could you not just wear a mask for like ten minutes in the grocery? It's like, is it that bad? And I guess it's it's like a, a infringing upon his uh, libertarian rights. Means. And uh, like, I just don't, I can't comprehend individual rights versus a collective, you know, overall good. It's, I can't wrap my head around that.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm with you. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Because, <laughs> dude, if you don't believe in masks, then why, why were doctors using it before this happened? Why, why, well, why does anyone who work with, like, things that go up in the air with aerosols and things like that, why did anyone wear masks before any of this happened? Like, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah.
0: Why wear gloves? Why wear any sort of protective? Yeah. <laughs> They're infringing I mean, on my rights.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't get it.
1: Yeah. I, I if, if you have a listener who, other than Priscilla and Chris, who <laughs> disagrees with us, I, I hope they know <laughs> – which just, I disagree with them.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, this is like a post fact society. It's all narrative. No matter if you think that your data supports your decision, you're just bending the data toward whatever you believe in, to be honest. So you have to look at this. Like, I'm so glad I took statistics and stuff like that. And like, I have like a, I feel like I have like more of a critical eye, um, Maybe because of my enneagram and stuff like that, I just distrust everybody. (laughs) So (laughs) that's and it's like, like, even when I go to Asia and I'm like, you know, like bartering for these like small goods, I'm like, is this is this person trying to rip me off? (laughs) It's like, or it's like a few pesos. (laughs) It's like, why
1: even care about that?
0: Uh, I'm a freak. That's why. Um, Were you always like that? Oh yeah, I hate getting taken advantage of car salesman um I don't trust uh insurance any sort of salesman I just don't trust um any phone call robot or anyone try to telemarketer, I just shut them I'm like I'm like rude as hell <laughs> 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 I don't care
1: <laughs> just, yeah. um Fair enough
0: yeah and so that actually has helped me have like a critical eye in looking at my own biases in my own um uh, beliefs um and i i'm so glad part of the reason that um i'm glad that i didn't grow up too political is my parents weren't at all so they never um instilled any sort of like agenda in me yeah i grew up just trying to figure out on my own definitely culturally uh christian and Korean American also uh, affected my worldviews and stuff, but it it, it was like very detached. I kind of had to made it myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's interesting. I was not, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause I also grew up like that too. You know, politics was not so important as like what was going on with the family unit and what was going on with our like immediate surroundings. So I, I don't think, even now, I'm as political as other people, uh, but I feel like you cannot avoid it at this point, right? Like you just you just can't.
0: Yeah, you um, like walk on the street, but, yeah. you drive; it's all, everything's political. Every that's politics, you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. Yeah, that's true. The sports became political. It's which was the whole point of. I feel like that was the whole point. of Sports was to be an escape for the for the world because. It was so crappy to live in this world. <laughs> now it's, you, you can't tell the difference, which is, no. I don't know. It's good and bad. But I, okay, can I tell you something though, Sam? I feel like that particular attitude of yours, that you don't trust authority, and I think that's what makes you funny, though. <laughs> to, to tie it to the theme of this, like, what, what we agreed upon to talk about, like, for me, like, when I, <laughs> I, I don't know how to make you uncomfortable, but what makes you so funny to me? What I think people would agree with me on this is, like, I feel like you're so good at pointing out incorrect thinking or things that you disagree with. You're so quick to call out that. And then to, I don't know, you're, I don't know, that's something that makes me laugh a lot when I talk to you. It's probably because it annoys me. When you're speaking to me, like, when I'm and then to be honest it resonates in me because it annoys me too <laughs> and then i i can identify with that and that makes me laugh like crazy yeah, I mean, whereas i feel like a lot of the friends that we grew up in or i don't know what it is about christian culture at least the way we've grown up but i feel like people don't feel the the freedom to do that and so a lot of the people that i know in church they're really milk toast because of that no they're boring toast. is what i'm saying oh they're milk, <laughs> yeah, milk, milk toast. There, yeah. you could put water on them and they'll dissolve.
0: Like, uh, and yeah, they can be pretty squarish.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is because I feel like as a Christian, one of the things I'm finding more freedom in and more joy in growing up is I can be myself and I know that God still loves me.
0: You know, yeah, I, yeah.
1: obviously, there are ways I need to grow, things I cannot compromise on, but i have like i've been given the freedom to be myself and i think that's what makes it interesting and in that like i feel like if anything that should allow you to be your inner freak a little not you know you can't just flash anyone or <laughs> Good Lord. <make> <laughs> you can't just you can't just you know, i i'm not saying that's what my inner freak is but
0: I, <laughs> this is a christian podcast oh my lord
1: <laughs> i i'm just uh, that's just
0: Um, how i feel about it yeah i think with uh it's kind of it's so nuanced it's not black and white for sure and like yeah we should be and what 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 is cultural what isn't um so even like missions and stuff like that i'll probably do a podcast on missions but uh, sure it's changing now it's not like what it used to be. And, uh, you know, you'd have to be like this upright citizen. Um, you have to hit your theology had to be perfect. Uh, you had to go to a far village or whatever and, uh, have them adopt to you, you as much as possible. Um, your Christianity, that's, that was the whole goal, right? So then, yeah, you teach them English, uh, you teach them very Western theology, but now it's, it's starting to change a lot. Um, yeah even like marketplace missions like like us like yeah we can work in a regular clinic we can work at a hospital and that is our quote-unquote ministry you know when I go to work I, I really care about the people I work with I I'm not trying to um, evangelize like converting them for the sake of like the purpose for the sake of doing that I'm just trying to care about them and be a decent human um, for sure And if they ask me about my life and why I go on these trips, then I'll I'll share for
1: sure. Yeah, dude. And I feel like that approach, I do something similar. I don't know if I'm as intentional all the time, but I feel like that approach has allowed for a greater, it allows for a more open-minded and a more like, well, open-minded response from the person listening to you. I I get a lot of times like, oh, I didn't know. Like I didn't know Christians could be like that or I didn't know, I didn't realize, like, that's what Jesus was about and things like that. Like, I have a friend. <laughs> I don't know why I keep... Uh, I have a friend uh, from high school who... Uh, she, I maintained this friendship with her. And the thing that connected us in high school was that we loved, like, these alternative comedy things. And she was this really cool girl that I had a crush on my freshman year. And she just ended up being a really dope person. And now she... <laughs> this uh, Keep your kids out of this... Folks, but she is the founder of this like engineering company that creates like cancer detecting, like sex positive <laughs> vibrators. <laughs> yes. Whoa. She lives in, yeah, 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 yeah. So she that is not uh the Christian track, you know, that's not what you would consider typical. Like, I don't even think you would consider that like a typical track for anyone,
0: yeah, uh, yeah for right. sure
1: but I still share the gospel with her. And I still talk about, I still talk. Like I, I remember like she would say, like, you're one of the few friends I still keep in touch with from high school. And like, it's because like you say, happy birthday to me. Um, it's because like we can still talk about these kind of things. And, you know, I disagree with some of the things that maybe she she has in her life, but I think the fact that I'm funny and the fact that I've shown that I care has allowed me to be a better witness than me just being like, hey, uh so and so, you're <laughs> you're going you're going to hell or you're you're gonna do this you're doing this terrible thing. Like <laughs> yeah. trying to detect cancer while pleasing yourself. <laughs> um <laughs> how dare you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sex and Christianity, that's a whole different topic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, 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 I'm not the guy you want for that talk, but just,
0: Yeah. It's so no, it's interesting. Like, um, yeah. So there's this, uh, I was like learning about this last year. So there's like this, uh, it was a podcast. It was a Malcolm Gladwell podcast, basically about the Jesuits. And Pope Francis is a Jesuit. He comes from that school of thought. So the Jesuits okay. were formed like, you know, hundreds of years ago. The normal Roman Catholic Church was not very good at missions because they're very strict in um how people could preach how people can do missions and stuff like that Uh, so this like holy order formed the jesuits um, group of like monks or whatever and their whole thing was that you need to bend principles that can be bent the ones that are like solid you need to keep but the other ones if they're not absolutely necessary you must be able to bend them in order to fit the society that you're in. So the, the Roman church couldn't send their regular priests to like South America, Asia. Uh, they would have to send these Jesuit priests. If you, if you uh, watch the film silence, uh, Scorsese, mm. uh, Kylo Ren, <laughs> <laughs> Kylo, <laughs> Kylo Ren destroys every Christianity. Uh, um, <laughs> So the, basically the film is a lot of it I think is about Scorsese's own walk and his own faith. He's a uh, he's a practicing Catholic but he's in Hollywood, right? So he has to keep it hidden. And sure, really tough movie to watch cuz you know these people have to figure out, you know, they're like so they're being persecuted, right? All the Japanese yeah. and also the Jesuit priests and they're like you have to spit on this picture of Jesus or you're going to get killed. The yeah. Roman Catholic priests cannot step on that, you know, because of their rigid, rigid principles, standards. The Jesuit priests, it's not easy for them. One of them does. And Scorsese kind of like uh, goes throughout the film of persecution, loneliness, trying to figure out what's right and wrong. It's a beautiful film. But the Jesuits were like keen on that kind of principle. I think we need to have a Jesuit I don't know everything about the Jesuits. It's, it's, it's shady things. I don't know, but in that mold, um, I feel like we need to have a Jesuit mindset when it comes to missions. Cause if you, if you want to do church things and be a pastor, that's great. Yeah. But if you want to do like evangelism, you need to have like a Jesuit mindset. Um, and in this day and age, I agree. If you go to like Asia or Middle East, you can't do the stuff that you did, you know, back in the day, you're going to get someone killed. You're going to get killed. It's, it's uh, yeah. and not that like dying is like the worst thing possible, but it's not super effective. It's not sustainable.
1: And that's what we're looking yeah, for. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. No, I, 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 think that really sums up the way actually that, I think that sums up kind of my, my primary driver in life. Um, yeah. I think the essential, there is some black and white and you have to keep those black and white But, dude, interacting with people and just, like, all the issues that come up in this world, like, it's all gray. And you can't deal with it like it's black and white. Like, you have to confront it as if it's gray. I don't know. I feel like that's made life more enjoyable and a lot more effective. Yeah. Like, acknowledging it's gray and then navigating it through conversation and by trying to be a decent person to the people you work with, trying to be a decent person to your family and to the friends that you've grown up with, you know, I feel like that's, and that's required, at least me to, you know, that cussing question we had earlier, like (laughs) to be (laughs) a lot more lenient on that, to be a lot more lenient on people who uh, don't live the way that I think they should, which is like getting a college degree or, uh, being successful and hardworking or being funny. Like I used to judge non funny people so much. <laughs> How I thought there's, I would just, especially if they try to be funny and they're not funny. I would just yeah. think you're so bad at this. You're so bad. At, like <laughs> you're such, a, you're so dumb. Like you're, you're so bad at this.
0: I sent you the podcast, and,
1: uh, about, Oh uh, yeah. I just got yeah, it. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Jesuits and
1: stuff. Yeah. But just to finish what I'm saying, I uh, just, I, to be more forgiving, you know?
0: Yeah. Even not even in uh, external, but like a lot of it is internal with you.
1: Yeah, Um, for sure.
0: All right. I'm going to close this. Do you recommend any, uh, books or podcasts or articles or Netflix shows? could be about anything to the audience. Uh, About comedy? Uh, anything, anything that
1: you've been found super interesting. Okay. Do you want me like, a. mm, I think (laughs) these are the first two things that came to mind. Uh, Just to keep with the theme, if you want to know, I think being funny is a skill, actually. So I recommend this video called Charisma on Command. It's on YouTube. Charisma on Command. And there is a video about Conan O'Brien because I actually, if you had asked me who my favorite comedian was, I would have said Conan O'Brien. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, he is. He is. And... Charisma on Command really breaks down why he's hilarious. And I feel like, I think people think you can't be funny, but you can be funny. You just have to know the social like techniques in order to do so. In yeah. this particular video, Conan O'Brien, how to be witty. I'll send it to you, but <laughs> not saying that you, yeah, it's probably one of the best videos I've ever seen about this. And the last thing I'll recommend that's not, I've really been getting into like philosophy. No, I'm not, I'm not like an expert, but this podcast called Philosophize This is a really good podcast I've been listening to.
0: I've heard of that. Who, uh, who's the host? Stephen West. Stephen West. Is that Kanye's brother?
1: <laughs> no. It's, no, no, it's not Kanye's brother. Oh man, Kanye needs help though, right? Yeah, that guy is insane right now. <laughs> dude and and people were just celebrating as if he like come to the lord and he was the next coming of jesus like a couple months ago and i well when he went to joel olstein's
0: church i was like uh that's what
1: i'm saying yeah but uh philosophize this philosophize this i recommend it
0: all right thank you for listening thank you daniel and uh hope you have a good week